Bye-bye, Mel Tucker! You know, I should just expect you to, like, say some random thing. Every As we were recording this, he just got fired, so... Shows you how late we are, I guess, technically. But uh, welcome back to the Scurs Boys podcast. Glad week, to have you back. Week four, we got your starts, your sits, uh, and your lock of the week. And kind of curious to see what rant Grayson will go on today. Oh. Do you have anything for us? Do you want to just get it started now? or? Um, I just want to shout out Oregon for beating the freaking frack out of Colorado. Way to keep they it. deserved it. Way to keep it PG. Um, whoever that, the Sanders kid, I don't know what the other one is. I know Shadur, but Mr. No-Name Sanders, the one on defense, had a lot of talk before the game. And he got There's shut no up. Sanders. I, I don't know his actual name. Why don't you just Shiloh? It's Shiloh. Yeah. He sucked. He said, "I'm gonna let all your asses out." Wait, right. they got 60 put on their head. They did. And then all these college experts are saying it was embarrassing what Oregon did, the way they acted. Man, you see Colorado how they were acting the first three weeks. It's Colorado. No, no. no. Here's how it goes. Colorado is like the golden child. All right. The media has to present their golden child yeah. as good. But we're not traditional. It, it was media. like it's like the Patriots with Tom Brady. They gotta No, no one liked the Patriots. You know, yeah, that's the same. Only a few like people like the Patriots and everybody else hate them. That's what Colorado is right now. Not, okay, that's fair enough. All right. Uh why don't we uh just get things started? Uh do you have your quarterback start of the week? Start of the week! Uh, yeah, I have Jared Goff of the Detroit Lions. Okay. He had 243 passing yards, one passing touchdown, and one rushing touchdown last week. Yep. Um, that Packers defense is not too bad, but they allowed 17 points against the Saints. And that Lions offense is 10 times better than that Saints offense, so I believe Jared Goff will have a solid week. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I think Goff has a solid Supporting cast, he has yes. Laporta. St. Brown. Uh, yeah. And then he has two decent running backs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally. And he does have one of the best of lines. That's very important. That is very beneficial. It's almost reminiscent. Can I also talk about O line? Turner Corcoran. Worst offensive lineman in Nebraska history. Ah, my God. Well, what do you suggest they do about that? You put Gunnar Gatula in, baby. Yeah, I saw that one coming. All right. Um Personally, I have C.J. Stroud of the Houston Texans. Uh, he's going up against Pittsburgh, which is an average matchup fantasy-wise. Uh, they score about, I think they're ranked 17th against quarterbacks, somewhere around there. Uh, but he's had two touchdowns in his last two games, and he's coming off two 20-point performances in fantasy. Uh, and now he's coming back home to Houston. Uh, I can see how... Stroud would be a good start, especially against an average defense, fantasy-wise, like the Steelers. So, so yeah, that's my pick for week one quarterback. Uh, do you want me to start with running back, yeah, or would you like to? You can go. All right. I have the man coming off of suspension, Alvin Kamara. He's going up against Tampa Bay. Uh, again, kind of just mid-tier matchup, fantasy-wise. Uh, but obviously, it's his first game back. And we've seen how he can be a top-tier running back in history. Uh, and I see the Saints being able to feed the ball through him since he's such a polarizing figure that he can do so much for your offense. And I think that coming back from suspension, he'll have a solid game. Whenever I think about him, I just think about that one game he put up like 60 points. 
Did you have to play him or something? No, I just I was just looking around the league and I'm like, God damn! It's like a chain this last week. Both both Dolphins running backs. Why don't we talk about? Actually, let's let's move on. You hit, pre, you did pretty well on uh, your boom Raheem, pick. Raheem Mostert pick for running back. You did pick Raheem Mostert. You were pretty excited about that. Um, I picked Sam Laporta to sit, and he was the top <laughs> tight end of the week. But you know, you win some, you lose some. Neither here nor there per se. But uh, why don't you move on to your running back? Um, Javante Williams. Okay. Um, he had a bad game against the Dolphins, but almost everybody on that Broncos team did. So yeah, and they play the Bears, so I'm expecting a shootout. Really, you don't expect a two-two tie? No, because uh, that Bears allowed 41 points against a good Chiefs offense, but I th- you let Russ cook, and then I think this is the Justin Fields game that everybody was expecting. The Justin Fields to be it's going to be a high scoring defense it's tired the whole game both offenses are just going down and back down and back here's here's a good question for you you got you saying this game is going to be an offensive shootout how do you feel about the Dolphins versus the Bills and what that means for Tua and Josh Allen um, I think it's also an offensive shootout but they both have decent defenses so they're both going to get a few stops it's going to be more of a 30-30 40-40 type of score. Um, this Broncos-Bears is going to be like 100 to 100. And <laughs> I, I see no defense being made unless the quarterbacks decide to sell. So I guess a good question would be uh, for our for our listeners out there, who would you start personally? Would you start Justin Fields or would you start Tua? Oh, I would start Justin Fields as a Dolphins fan. Interesting. Because... Yeah, he may throw a pick, but he's going to rush for 200 yards, and throw for 200 yards. And, uh, he's going to have five touchdowns. He may throw a pick, a fumble a few times, but his yards and touchdowns are going to outweigh all of those, and he's still going to score like 25 points. I guess it'll just matter on if he's able to play or if he's coached too heavy, as, <laughs> as he says. Yeah. But uh, why don't we move on? Sorry. Went on a little bit of a tangent, but, you know, it is what it is. Would you like to go? Uh, yeah, wide receiver, I have T. Higgins. Um, please, for the love of Matt Rule, keep T. Higgins on your roster. Um, he had, this week he only had two catches for 21 yards, but he had eight targets. As this whole season he's had the target share, he's just not able to bring him in. And once Joe Burrow gets fully healthy, I expect him to get more, even a few more targets and be able to get those catches in. Mm-hmm. And Joe Burrow likes to look for him in the red zone and deep threat plays, so definitely more than likely going to score a touchdown almost every game. And he's going against a Tennessee Titans defense, which allowed 116 yards and a touchdown with seven catches to Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. And that Titans defense has allowed 275 passing yards per game this season, so it's definitely a good matchup. And we know that T. Higgins has the target share every week. That week one, he had eight targets and zero catches. Mm-hmm. And last week, he only had two catches, but he had eight targets as well. So it's just a matter of, is T. Higgins going to be able to, you know. It's Joe Burrow and T. Higgins able to come together and Mm -hmm. right routes, right combos, throwing it at the right time. And they definitely can. You see last year, when Joe Burrow is fully healthy, I expect that offense to get back where they were last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that pick. Uh, 
I have a battery of sorts with my QB start of the week. I have Nico Collins of the Houston Texans, and he's going up against uh, Pittsburgh, which is the number 28 against opposing wide receivers. So pretty good matchup for wide receivers. Uh, now, he only had three targets last week, but you could say that was an off week. He put up 80 yards against Baltimore, and he had six catches. And he put up 146 yards with a touchdown against Indy. Going up against one of the weaker defensive teams against wide receivers in fantasy football. We know that Nico Collins can be the strong man for C.J. Stroud. And I think he can expect about probably a touchdown. And if he gets the target share he had in week one and week two, get about at least 60 yards out of it. So, solid game, solid performance for him. He is my wide receiver start of the week. <laughs> tight ends. All right, tight ends. What about them? Um, tight ends is where you win and lose your matchups uh, more, in my opinion, because either your tight end's going to boom or they're going to get zero points. It's hard to guess unless you have Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews when he mm-hmm. is – Actual Mark Andrews. Yeah. So this week I have Gerald Everett from the Chargers. Okay. He had six catches for 30 yards against the Vikings. Um, he's going against a Raiders defense, which allowed 23 points against a terrible Steelers offense. Mm-hmm. And they have allowed the Raiders defense has allowed 228 receiving yards per game this season. And Justin Herbert is a big fan of his tight ends uh, in the red zone. Now with Mike Williams out for the season, uh, I expect. Everett to become a bigger role in that offense. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, personally, I have the tight end out of Oregon State who plays tomorrow. I have Luke Musgrave of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, he's played in 83% of snaps. Uh, he's had a solid target share. He's putting up about average points for tight end. Uh, and he's sitting about an average of 40 yards a game. Uh, if he can get the target share, he'll be fine. And the weird thing, so he plays on Thursday night. And for some odd reason, Thursday night is when, like, I don't want to say the no-names because he's not a no-name, but, like, the stars, I feel like they never show out. It's always Thursday the night. mid-tier guys. Mm-hmm. And also, there's this unwritten rule in fantasy football you gotta start somebody on a thursday night game of course of course so he's definitely a good pick so yeah i think he'll hopefully if he can find the end zone he's already going to be one of the top tight ends yeah tight ends i mean none of them can unless your name is travis kelsey i mean yeah i would say mark andrews but you know he put up a solid whopping (laughs) five points so perhaps not i mean honestly for a tight end that's not bad but it's mark andrews so you expect more you You, expect like 10 points you expect more which is a little disappointing for those of you who drafted him early especially since he wasn't able to play week one but uh why don't we move on to our defensive picks of the week who do you have I have the Bucks defense. Okay. They had a sack and two interceptions against that Phillies offense. And they're going against a Saints offense that has allowed 12 sacks and thrown two interceptions this season. So definitely they may get a few they may have like 21 points allowed, but those sacks and interceptions going to make up for it. So mm-hmm. definitely a stream defense right there. Mm-hmm. Uh I have the Seattle Seahawks. They're going against the New York Giants, which 
the Giants have seen better days. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're coming into it not necessarily one of the greater defenses. They had a good week in week two against Detroit. They had a terrible week in week one against L.A. <laughs> but these last two games, they've had two sacks in each. And if they're able to keep the score down against the Giants, which that offense has not been, you know, scoring very well, except for when they played It's the a tale of two halves with that Giants team. Mm-hmm. It First half, you suck, and then second half, something just switches with them. Yep. So I think if they're able to hold the uh, hold them to a certain amount of points, I think you can expect a solid defensive game out of the Seahawks. Uh, why don't we move on to our uh, our least favorite segment? The sits of the week. I'll start at quarterback. Okay. This is a bad man legally, Deshaun Watson. Thank you for adding that legally. Um, he did have. 289 passing yards with two touchdowns and 26 rushing yards against a Titans defense. But they, he's playing the Ravens this week, and the Ravens have only allowed 200 passing yards a game and only have allowed three touchdowns this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, that defense has a safety, an interception, one fumble, and 11 sacks this season. So they like to cause havoc and make pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Brock Purdy. A.K.A. Chubba Purdy's brother. because Chubba's more well-known, in my opinion. Who knows who Brock is? Uh, Brock Mr. is... Mr. Irrelevant. He's the starting quarterback of the Niners, for those of you who don't know. Um, so he's going up against the Cardinals this week. Uh, overall, he's got a good matchup, but the Cardinals' defense has been showing out a lot recently. Um, and he's... Brock is averaging around... 16 points a game um i think we can expect a solid air attack from him but i just don't think yardage wise and touchdown wise he'll get it done i think the arizona goal line defense is pretty strong and so they're going to end up running the ball in for touchdowns a lot and i honestly just expect perhaps a down week he'll probably put up about 12 which is not necessarily what you want out of your starting quarterback do you say this out of bias, out of being a Cardinals fan, or do you actually believe? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, he's expected around 20 points. I think it'll be much less than that. Um, he went 25 for 37 last week, but I just don't see how he can show out again, especially okay. in, so you, especially in the desert. You're just thinking he's going to have a down week. He's not going to have a bad season. It's just a down week against It's just a down know. week. Purdy's, Purdy's a good quarterback and he plays on primetime in week five against the Cowboys and that's when he's gonna really shine. Mm-hmm. I like that. So who do you have for your running back set? Uh I have Jerome Ford of the Cleveland Browns. Um so he's going up against Baltimore. Um but the problem I have with Ford is Ford only had ten touches last week and he had three targets, but he did well. He had two touchdowns. But obviously, it feels weird to say take away the touchdowns. But if you take away the touchdowns, he puts up six points. And I think going forward, Cleveland is going to move more to a split backfield with Kareem Hunt now mm-hmm. added on the roster. Plus, he already knows that playbook. So, I mean, he made his mm-hmm. week 
first game, he may just be thrown in there right away. We know Kareem had some touches. I don't know. Maybe they eased him into it a little bit, so I think we can expect more of a split backfield. And even though Form, Ford might be the end zone guy, I just if he doesn't get a touchdown, then he's not going to show out. Mm-hmm. So how about you? I have all the Jets running backs. All of them? All of them. Wow. Um, they're only averaging 91 rushing yards a game. They only have one TD this season. Mm-hmm. And they play a pretty good Chiefs run defense, which has only allowed one touch on the season and 102 rushing yards a game. Um, with Zach Wilson at your quarterback, I do not believe in any Jets. So, I mean. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Zach Wilson does bring that team down by a lot. Would you say that Aaron Rodgers, would they be 10 times better, like Super Bowl contender, or where would you rank them? I think with Aaron Rodgers, you have to at least put them in the playoffs. Playoffs, yeah. For sure. Would they win the division? I don't know how well they would do in the playoffs. The AFC is stacked. Pretty good, but it also... Of course, this is all just speculation because, you know, Rodgers never got to play. So I think I think they do well, but... You think if the Jets make the playoffs and Rodgers is only like 70%, they throw him out there and just hope for the best? Because they've said his I, rehab's been... I think it depends on how well Zach does in his last couple weeks. I know worst-case scenario they put in Trevor Simeon because he just got picked up uh, much to the dismay of Colin Kaepernick but I think that that just offense if they do somehow make the playoffs I don't see it out of the realm of possibility for him to go in I, yeah, I was reading an article saying that it's a possibility that he he said he doesn't think that he'll be out for the full season Maybe if they win the first round, he'll be able to play. Mm-hmm. So if, if if they even make it. Uh, we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but for my wide receiver pick, I'm going to stick with the theme, and I'm going to go Garrett Wilson of the We're Jets. We're just hating on the Jets this week. Uh, Casey is number five against opposing wide receivers. They have a very strong defense, especially with Chris Jones back mm-hmm. after that contract dispute. Uh He's had the target share, um, but like last week, he caught five of nine for 48 and put up seven and a half and half PPR. Um, but I just don't see how the Jets can stick with Kansas City in that game. Well, if they are down by a lot, they're going to have to throw the ball. That's true, but I think. And I think that the Jets' Chiefs, defense could be for real. The, the Chiefs are going to. Game plan Wilson because other than that, who is really the main threat? Alan Lazard. I mean, he's a good player, but he's no Wilson. Yeah. And especially, like you said, if they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, then if they. They want somebody else to beat him that isn't Garrett Wilson. They'll let. Exactly. Exactly. And that being said, especially with the running back side, they're going to be passing the ball a lot. So. Especially with a split backfield, it's just not a good look for. It's just not a good outlook for New York this yeah. week. All of New York, teams all of New York, feel bad. Yes, um, my wide receiver I got Romeo Dobbs, okay. the Packers. 
Um, he's the definition of a touchdown-dependent wide receiver. In week one, he had two touchdowns for only 26 yards. Week two, he had zero touchdowns for 30 yards. And this week, he had 73 yards for one touchdown. That one touchdown was an 80-yard touchdown bomb. So if you take the touchdowns away, he's nothing but a certified bum. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, who is your tight end? I have another Jet. Oh, you have another Jet. Tyler Coughlin. Okay, I think for for future reference, let's not only pick the Jets. It's the Jets. So what do you want me to do? I'm a Dolphins fan. Well, even still. I'm praying on their downfall. Whatever. Uh, he had 26 yards for three catches. And again, with Zach Wilson, if you have him at quarterback, I do not believe in any Jets player at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the man of the first two weeks. I have Hunter Henry of the Patriots. He's going against Dallas, which is not a very good matchup for him. Uh, last week he had five targets and 17 yards, so not necessarily the output you wanted out of him. He only had uh, three in full PPR, or 3.7, I should say. Um, and we saw Farrell Brown score the only touchdown that they had last week, and I think that Dallas defense, especially how strong they were in the first couple of weeks, I think they're just going to show out like they have been. And I don't see how Hunter Henry is going to be able to get going, especially with the linebacking core that Dallas has. So I like that pick because he's a Patriot. You just hate everyone, don't you? Oh, talking about hating everyone, let me talk about my defense picks. I have both the Bills and the Dolphins. Wow. Both of them. Both of them. Two high-explosive offenses bound for a shootout with two quarterbacks that like to throw the ball. Expect a high-scoring game, and the defenses will be gassed. So maybe Josh Allen has a week one performance, and then you never know what Josh Allen you're going to get. And, I mean, you could say you don't know what two you're going to get or O-line decides to block, but O-line's been pretty good this year, so. I think you get a good Tua and a good Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, for my pick, I have the Cleveland Browns. They're going against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baltimore's offense has been relatively weak, but I still think that the Browns won't do that well. They're, you know they're going to get about a sack or two regardless. Uh, Miles Garrett will of, get a sack. Because of Miles Garrett. But we saw that in these last couple weeks they've been doing pretty well. But if the Ravens' offense gets going, I don't see how the Browns can do well because the Browns played Cincy in week one, Mm -hmm. which Cincy did not do well at all. Uh, They got up 14 points to Pittsburgh. That Pittsburgh game, um, all their DBs just got hurt all of a sudden Mm -hmm. too. So I don't know if they're back. I'm not a Browns watcher. but So Pittsburgh just – if you let a Pittsburgh offense score on you, you should be disappointed. And they went up against Tennessee last week, and Tennessee is not good. Uh, it's just not good. So, that being said, I think that Baltimore is going to have a solid week, and I don't think the Browns are going to show out the way that they have been these last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. What if I just flex? What if I put them at flex? Flex! Okay. Uh, my start of the week is James Conner. 
He had 98 rushing yards with a TD with 18 receiving yards. He's having a great year. The only issue with this pick may he's going against a good 49ers defense. But James Conner is the best player on that Cardinals offense, and I look for the Cardinals to rely on him the whole game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And how about your sit for your flex segment? Um, I got Sam Laporta. Oh. George Kittle. And Noah Fant. You know, Sam Laporta didn't work out too well for me. Are you willing to take that risk? Yeah, and I have one reasoning behind sending all these three players. Why is that? They went to the University of Iowa. Interesting. So you don't you think Iowa is going to have a bad week? Every Iowa player. Uh, every Iowa player. Chalk it down. Iowa sucks. Talking about Iowa. Talking about college football. You know who's going to win this week? Nebraska versus Michigan. Wow, that is a bold statement. They came let's, into let's they came into our house that. two years ago. We had them right where we wanted them, and 2 a.m. decided to fumble the ball. Broke my heart. I was at that game. I started crying a little bit, to be honest. We had that game right there. We did. We did. Do you are you worried uh, at all about the Michigan offense? So, I mean, that offense yeah, is they are very, run, very they are a run heavy offense have two of the best running backs in the nation. We can counter that because we have one of the best rushing defenses in the nation also. Well, you know that they have a good – they have a really good passing offense. They, they do. Like, we like, also have good DBs. We got Newsom, Malcolm. Let's think about this, all right? How many passing yards does Michigan have compared to how many passing yards that Nebraska Irrelevant. Has? Really? Irrelevant. Why? Because we were running the triple option the whole game, and they're not going to stop it. If, if you say so. The spread... And they, the spread's 17 and a half. Yeah, the, spread, the spread's a large. The spread's pretty large. So, but my thought is, our defense keeps us into the game, keeps us in the game. We get a pick in the red zone, whole momentum switches. We go down, kick a game-winning field goal. Interesting. I don't. I don't know if I can agree with you there. I think, even though Nebraska's defense is good, I think McCarthy is just also good. I believe in our defense. As long as, if you say the Husker defense is not good, because you look at the Colorado game. No, you put you. I'm talking to our viewers out there. It that's our offense. They put them in terrible situations. That game was just terrible yeah. generally. If but. we had a mediocre quarterback that game, it would have been a closer game. Yeah, yeah. Talking about our quarterbacks, this may be a hot topic, but I think Jeff Sims should start against Michigan. Why? So Jeff Why? Sims is a high, high risk, high reward. Then you have Harbor got a low risk, low reward. I, I think when you're playing the second-best team in the nation, you got to take the risk. Why would you say that he's a high-risk, high-reward? And You know what you him? have with him. He's going to run the ball, not that good at throwing. Jeff Sims can run the ball. He can throw. He just has a turnover problem. If you can limit that turnovers, he is definitely the better quarterback. That That's also a concern because— I believe he's had a week in practice to read the defense, fix it out mentally— and I think he's ready to go. Because that Michigan defense is pretty solid. I believe in Jeff Sims. This is why Matt Rule wanted him here. Matt Rule saw something, and this is the game Jeff Sims puts his name on the map. So, 
I take back all the comments do I said you, earlier in the first three games about him because this is the game Jeff Sims shows up. Do you believe that they're going to start Jeff Sims, or do you think they're going to start with Harburg? My heart says they're going to go with Harburg. My mind wants me to say they're going to Jeff Sims because they're going through my thought process thinking, we need points. Jeff Sims is more explosive. We'll throw him out there. We're talking about the same Jeff Sims who put yeah. up measly amounts of points against Michigan, or not Michigan, Minnesota and Colorado. That Minnesota was first game of the year, hiccups. Colorado, Chuck, nobody cares about that game anymore. You know what? I don't agree with you, but I respect you for it. At least. Je- Jeff Sims, I thought he should have played last week a little bit. The, maybe he wasn't fully healthy. Maybe that's why he didn't play. But you should see what he can do against a lesser opponent. You know, uh, this is actually very interesting because I remember being at the game and I remember saying to a certain someone, we need to put in Jeff Sims. And a certain someone told me, no, what are you talking about? You're an idiot. That wasn't me. That was actually most definitely you. Don't recall. Uh, You know, you can deny it all you want, but... You know why you, I don't recall that? It, it appears because you weren't sitting next. I was sitting next to Connor. It, in the game. It appears that I was sitting next to Connor. It appears you're taking my ideas and repurposing them for your benefit. Cruz, you didn't sit next to me during the game. I we was I was next to Connor. Two people apart. You, yeah. I told you this. How how did the first quarter go? I was non-responsive the first quarter. Why is that? Second quarter, I was getting there. Third quarter, I was just chilling, and then you guys decided to leave. Fourth quarter. I did not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we left before the rain delay. So, he did, really never talked to me. I talked he, to you. No, he I was next to you for a, for a decently large amount of time. I, wouldn't, I was next to Connor and then Connor's chick. It's okay. You can debate it all you want, but it doesn't deny the fact that it's true. I know what I'm talking about. All right. Why don't we finish things up? get you guys out of here um with our locks of the week so personally my lock of the week is the arizona cardinals to cover the spread against the san francisco for now there's listen to me here the cardinals are three and oh against the spread this year and the cardinals generally do pretty well against the spread the spread is 14 points which i don't know if you know this but 14 points is a lot so I think that if the Arizona Cardinals show up to play, if they got that fire in their gut, as Jonathan Gannon would say, I think the Cardinals are going to cover the spread. They probably won't win, but they will probably cover the spread. I don't like that pick. You're just biased. There's no bias. (laughs) You can't say that. There's absolutely no bias. There's no bias. Statistically, it makes more sense for the Cardinals to cover the spread. You're going against the second-best team in the league. The 49ers offense is insane. I don't see you stopping them at all. I, you know, you have your doubts, but when push comes to shove and the Cardinals, you know, cover the spread, that's, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I got an upset. Really? Big, big upset. Okay. Um, so you... Most of y'all think the Eagles are probably one of the better teams in the league. I'd say so. Well, I'm here to say the Commanders are beating them this week. Really? Like, straight up Beating them. You realize the spread is eight and a half, correct? 
The Commanders are going to beat them. That is almost bolder than saying the Cardinals are going to beat the Cowboys. That Commanders defense is legit. And those the Eagles struggled against the Buccaneers for a while. They did a little bit, but they figured it out, which is... If Baker wasn't playing stupid, that game would have been a lot more interesting and closer. So I think Sam, they dumbed down the offense for Sam Howell, make him a game manager. They put the game in their defensive hand, in the defense hands, and the defense balls out. As long as Philly doesn't do that stupid quarterback push for an automatic three yards every play, I think the commanders win the game. Okay. Well, if you're going for the Skirboys parlay, we have the Washington Commanders money line <laughs> at plus 320, and we have the Arizona Cardinals. You put 20 bucks in that. How much? To cover the spread. How much? The odds are 701, plus it... 701 American. Uh, <laughs> you wager 20 bucks, you win $140. So, there's your parlay pick. Uh, one, perhaps a little better odds than another. <laughs> but, you know, if you're, for my betting people out there, you know, don't take his advice and just, just if you bet want a better, If you want a better pick, take a Tyreek Hill anytime touchdown. Stefan Diggs, no anytime touchdown. You don't think Stefan Diggs, Diggs is, is not getting a touchdown. touchdown. Really? And then you can. So, you. So you think the game's going to be a shootout? It's Gabe Davis show for the Bills. Interesting. Because it's going to be one of the – Gabe Davis has those two games a year where he just goes off, and it's going to be one of these games. All right. So if we're going to go with the anytime touchdown, Tyreek Hill and Gabriel Davis. That one's Davis, almost automatic in my thought. You throw – the odds are plus 384. Throw in $100, get 384 is what that means for people out there. But if you want a safer parlay – Guys, we are not gambling addicts. We are just giving you our thoughts. Uh, obviously, uh, gamble. This is not gambling, uh, like advice. Um, and if for those of you who do have a gambling problem, we recommend you call one eight hundred Gambler, uh, because gambling is a serious issue. Um, but remember, if you quit, just imagine how close you were to hitting that boom pit. Grayson, we can't. Suggest this to the viewers. I know. I'm just saying. Thank you, you guys. Quit, if you quit now, I need to stop you. Thank you guys for listening to the Skirt Boys podcast. Uh, we love to have you as always. Uh, we're gonna come back with next week, week five. Let you know how we did. Uh, let you know if his atrocious bet of the Commanders hit. And is there any way you can bet Scott Frost on never getting a? coaching job again can you bet that because i'd put a hundred million dollars on that not on a sports book oh that's a good bet in my opinion all right whatever all right uh thank you guys for listening as always and